Hi, welcome to another episode of the Jaguar Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Victor, and it's nice to have you here. If this is your first time of joining, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode and maybe check out the previous episodes. I've been joining since, or if this is your, if you're coming for the second or third, or maybe you've been following since the podcast started, thank you very much for joining. I hope you share with someone you love or who is interested in the topic. Without wasting much time, I'm going to let the guest introduce himself so we can just get right into it. Um, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Ikenna. Um, I'm from Nigeria. I'm from Anambra State. And I'm here. Um, I just um, graduated with my master's, and I'm just here in the United States um, trying to follow up my dreams and uh, everything. Yeah, that's it, yeah. All right. So Ikena has been friends. Ikena and I have been friends right from secondary school. Went to the same secondary school. I think we start, we became friends when we were in SS2, right? If I remember correctly. I think if if I remember, like I think we started being friends. We started talking like in I think it was in JSS2 that I started I I I had an encounter with you. Yes. Then we Officially becoming friends in SS1. Okay. From SS1, from there, yeah. Then we started getting closer in SS2 when yeah. we were in the same um, class. Um, I think you were sitting beside behind me or something like that. So yes, yes. Me, you, Oba, we had we are in the same room. yes, with yeah. AGK. Do you remember AGK? Yeah, I remember AGK, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But uh, so, yes, so on this, is, I mean, like you heard, he's in the US. So, how have you been in Kenya and what have you been up to? Almost, it's, it's <laughs> not been easy, I'll be honest, because um, I will not try to sugarcoat it or anything. Like, it's been like uh, you have to be on your toes every time, every time. And you know, US is not a place that you, you just relax or anything. You have to be on your game trying to know how you can keep work and also study and trying to know how you can okay because the most important thing is not at all about um going to school is how how you can get a job after graduation and how how you can go into the system after that so there you have to explore so many routes like some people like when you come here you find out that the course that you want to come want to study it's not really not the right path for you. Like in yeah. getting some and anything, you ended up you end up trying to change your major or which that was the a case for me because yeah. God, I know I have a different route. I'm not gonna like follow the route of um um people that go, you know, you know, when when everybody's directing, oh let's go this way, let's go this way, let's go this way. Sometimes I don't I, I, I think there's another different thing apart from that that or the road that everybody's focused on going. So that there yeah, I'm I'm kind of finding my own path and I hope it works out. So it hasn't been easy, but we thank God for life and everything, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's a very um let's say loaded way of starting, but I I, I get what you mean. And like you said, it's not been the easiest of things because you have to be on your Feet and you have to keep on trying to figure out how things work because it's a new environment at the end of the day. Yeah. And you also hinted something about changing your major because I remember you had some you had, you you, I, you were studying something and then all of a sudden you were like it's not going to work. Which yeah. kind of extended the time you had to study? 
Yeah. And I remember even when you told me you were going to change, I was concerned, like, what's what's all this change? Why do you want to change? I mean, because okay. remember, I was concerned first because you know how it is in Nigeria when you want to change from one department to yeah. another, it's like a whole lot of documentation yeah. and you don't even know if it's going to come through or not and the money you're going to spend. So based on that, I was very basically concerned for you. What were you going to do? How were you going to cope? How do you manage with your grades? But I think from your experience, it seemed to be a much easier ride than what yeah. we would expect back in Nigeria. Yeah. It's much easier. Like all you have to do, oh, that's why the Americans, um, I would say the Western system of, um, of education is really, is that easy for, when you compare that to that of Nigeria because you can literally like you can, if you want if even if you are you are in the arts and you want to um, um change your major to um maybe any science course or anything you don't have to start from the scratch anymore you just have to just they just have to like count some points and some courses that you did and they will now try they will change you to the course to the one that you want to change your major to, then they will now like tell you more classes that you have to take for you to graduate. Even if you are in like let's say in, in final year or in in 300 level in Nigeria and you want to like change your major, you can still do that. But you just have to like when you change it, you have to take more classes to make up. They will count mm-hmm. some classes that you've taken in your previous major. Then they will now tell you more classes that you have to take for you to graduate. Yeah. It's really easy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think that's like you said, that's one of the advantages of studying abroad. But before we go deep into the conversation, how did your journey to the US start? <laughs> yeah, actually that's it, that's it. Like uh I would just say it's like a miracle to me because um I remember in SS1, I was in SS1 and and also in SS2. I didn't have that vision or the or the zeal or the passion to even go out of Nigeria. I always have cut it short right now. Let me cut it short right now. There's something I wanted to say, but I was like, let me not do that in public. Do you know about the friends I had in school? If I was going to make a list of the last person I was going to do a master's, we are going to be the last person. I don't mean mm-hmm. disrespectful way, but of course you understand. It's like because back in that, I mean back in SS2, all you did was basically watch movies. And then <laughs> come to class the next day, you are very excited. I'm retelling those films. And this is, not, I mean, you're a good student by all, all measure. You are doing very well. You ended up being the deputy senior prefect. So it's not like a bad student, but also the fact that you are just so more focused on other things that were no school. You just came to school because you had to. And then you learn what you have to learn, right? <laughs> you can pass. But once school is over, the way you just switch up and then. Try to entertain yourself. So I was like, when you when you told me you're going to do masters, and you told me you're going to US, I was like, Ikenna, what the heck is going on here? (laughs) Then continue. Yeah, people grow up like when you when you are in the right crowd and everything, when you make the right friends. I remember, like, I'll be honest, like the reason why I started talking to you and started making. A good relationship with you because I know that okay, I know when it comes to uh, academic wise, you are you are ahead of me because I know I like to associate myself with people that are that know more than me, than more than I do. You understand? Yeah. And I I think I think part of it too is that um, you know when you when God has a big plan for you, it will put you in the path of where you have to tread and to get where you want to be. He wants you mm-hmm. to 
Yeah. You understand? And uh, I've been this kind of person. All I all I ever thought back then in um, in my younger days was, um, yeah, I just want to like uh, go Relax, to Ross. enjoy yourself. <laughs> I never had the vision yeah. of uh, of ever like exploring something out of Nigeria. Yeah, the one of the things that really changed my my direction towards that was also I had like a, when my cousins they came back and my mom told me oh there's this our co- our family people that came back from the United States and uh, that um, the my auntie she's been asking about me that we used to go there when I was still a toddler you understand yeah so um i said who is that woman okay let me go see them so meeting those my cousins from the united states really changed my mindset also to okay maybe there is a possibility out there do you understand yeah so uh but in after graduation from high school yeah then uh i went i tried to get into law school it didn't happen because yeah. of jam and everything getting admission then i had to go study um english and literature in at in unisic then while i was still doing that trying to get my undergrad and everything then um i was still because i've built like a good relationship with those my extended family that lives yeah. in the united states so sometimes i usually talk to them i talk to my auntie um he kind of like tell me, oh, 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 if it was easy, like they would love to like bring me along with them and everything and everything, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, and the uncles, they can make promises, but <laughs> when, it, when it comes to the actual doing the stuff, they will tell you, oh, this is not the right time. I have this, I have this. Then I decided to like explore by myself to know. What the options were? What the options were? Do you understand? Yeah. So, um, I tried first of all. I tried to look up um different schools in Canada, different schools in Australia, different schools, and I never liked UK. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked UK because mm-hmm. I never, I didn't see UK as a place that you where you where you can establish yourself or anything and make money. Do you understand? Yeah. And you know, even if you work, 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 you have to. There are somehow the money still goes back to the system. It's the one that told me once that you don't understand why people in the UK are always very stingy. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so, um, because but it's the same thing here in the United States, but it's a lot different because I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> and also make money. It depends on what there's a, there are some laws and everything that you can also keep your money. Do you understand? Yeah. So you end up keeping having a like a, a a reasonable amount of savings that you can use to do anything when you want to. Then, then I explored Canada. I even tried to write one um scholarship exam to Canada, and I I passed the first stage. Then after that, um, I didn't get succeed in the second stage mm-hmm. then after that i kind of asked the organizers of the event so so what's different how is the process like if i want to do that by myself can can they work with me they told me yeah if you have the money they can find a school for me and uh, i'll pay my tuition and then i can travel then I, it, it, they, at that point it dawned on me that okay i can literally do this by myself do you understand yeah then I said also, 
that was when I then I finished my undergrad back in 2016. Yeah. I went to youth service. Then after youth service, I came, uh, one of my uncle came back from the United States and he asked me, oh, what are you doing now? And I told him, oh, yeah, um, like literally nothing. I'm trying to still get a job. I'm trying to like, oh, the thing that I want to do right now is to like travel outside of Africa and anywhere outside of Africa to do my Just master. Yeah. Then, then after my master's, then I can maybe I can stay back there or come back or whatever and get a job. I just want to go do my master's right now. As God we have it, um, I had, that's why it's, you can never rely on Nigerian government because, because I needed a different route possible for me to, to get out of Nigeria. Do you understand? Yeah. So during my NYC, I had this dream like, okay, uh, once I I get completed the four um the four what will you call it, is it the four major points of NYSC yeah. and you get a scholarship and they this you maybe you get a state award from the state award you get a um, national medal of honor then after that the Nigerian government will sponsor you to any part of the world where you want to go do your masters or further your degree, which I did. I served in Benue State and I got the the state award for award. for uh, best call member. Then um, the the state government didn't just they just gave us this, um, the certificate um, the recognition, and uh, it was me and one girl from um, is it Akwaibom that got the state award. Then we are supposed to be given the um, national uh, award by the president. In that case, you get sponsored out of Nigeria uh, to any part of the world where you want to, whichever place that you want to go for your education. Education, yes. So, but it didn't work out. You know, Nigerian, uh, nothing <laughs> worked out. Uh, politics I, mean, I, I, I remember the time you had to, because first of all, kudos to you, because yeah. one of those that this, you took NYC seriously. My NYC, yeah. I was just waiting for time to yeah. pass. Yeah. At some point, when I told my family I want to do this, uh, they, they kind of discouraged me. I say, you know, go go do your advice to come out there. You because why were you strong? Seriously, because I was actually wondering. I mean, of course, you know, what's that about you since you became friends is that when you want to do things, you find a way and you do it. Yeah, and I'm telling you. <laughs> when you said you are going to do it, there was no doubt about your capabilities, but just like, but why is he not stressing himself? That was what I felt. And I said it's because even though I knew the advantage, like you mentioned, the possibility of getting a scholarship. I mean, my brother did, and he got a scholarship for his master's and his PhD. I know yeah. the advantages. Even he was even trying to encourage me to do that. I was like, I was like, please, I was just not ready for all of that. I said I was not going to. I just did my basic thing, which was like, which was go and teach them literature and then keep it moving. I basically did the basic, and I was very motivated. I mean, each time you were trying, I was like, "Nice, well done." And do you, do you know during that time I was the the this okay? Look at all, all the things that I did in in See, State. You did. You actually did quite a lot yeah, at the time. My PPA, I was the CLO of yeah, the yeah. Um, uh, second uh, military secondary school. Command secondary school, Makodi. So I was a CLO there. I, I was in charge of the all core members trying to, you know what that means. Yeah. So, and also in my CDS, I was a secretary gen for the editorial publicity CDS. So after, and also on top of that, 
because the deterrence publicity is really are the ones that like promote um, the activities of the NYSC yeah. or in a TV station, whatever. So I lead, I, I, I lead the team every Tuesday morning to go to Radio Benue to talk about the activities of um, <clears throat> of NYC, what the core members are doing in the community to help the to help the community and everything. So I was the I was the kind of organizing that, taking my core members every week. We we try to know what the core members are doing in the community, so that we can talk about it in the radio station. So yeah. so I did a lot. Then. At some point, look at what happened, how I ended up doing that project all by myself. I wanted that to be like a project that me, that, um, that my, the way I do, in my, my PPA. PPA, yeah. So let it be like a collective thing that everybody will do together. Let us give back to the school and the community. Do you understand? Yeah. You know, when you're leading, um, when you are leading people that don't see any vision in in what stuff you're planning like, to do, yeah. So um, we kind of ended up, and also I wouldn't blame them because the economy was so bad. Because where is money supposed to come from? <laughs> yeah, because because the first project that we, we just we wanted to like buy a trash can for the for the school and, yeah. and put that in the strategic places in the in um, the school compound. But at the same time, I had like. A serious discussion with one of the the captains in the in the school. I say, well, why don't we do this? And I kind of saw the vision. Like this, this will be a project that will last for um, a long time. Not a like not not a project that we just do within few months. Everybody will forget about it, and then you don't even know where the trash cans are. Do you understand? Yeah. So I, I I thought okay okay that 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 makes much sense like to build something that we make something that we really stand the time the uh, for a long time. Do you understand? So, but when I went back to my people <laughs> and I told them, okay now, um, can we do this? They say, oh my, say hello, we're not gonna do. We don't go do. We don't get money. I can, okay. I refunded them. I refund. I gave them back their money. Yeah. The one that contributed for the one that we wanted to. I said, okay. You know what? I'm gonna do this. Then, I'm gonna do this for, for our sake. Do you understand? Like, yeah. So that's how I took it upon myself. I wrote the letters to different people that would support me, and uh, which you know, Benu say they don't have money now. Yeah. You know, the project that I was supposed to spend like about two hundred thousand naira. I was getting when I give someone letter, can you support me? The person will be giving me like two thousand, five thousand. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's not even half to the budget that I have. Yeah, but anyway, sure. I ended up doing completing the project, and uh, the state um, coordinator came to um, to. Inspected, yes, inspected and unveiled the official um, unveiling of the project. So I got that completed and I got everything documented before the passing out parade. So thank yeah. God for that. I mean, you've mentioned you did a project. Can you explain what the project is about? Because I imagine someone is listening, a person will be wondering what exactly is the project. Yeah. Uh, so the v- the project that I did was that I put a stationary uh, stationary um 
post for you know when students come back um during holiday when they return back to school yeah so we don't have like a like a stationary whereby they they check students and um, try to receive them or anything so i decided to build like a permanent stationary for for the for the for the teachers and everything so that it will be as a checking point okay when come back coming into school yeah coming to school so uh, i after that i saw okay let me also build like a, a relaxing point for parents or anybody that comes to visit because you have to wait sometimes when you want to see anyone in the school maybe your child or your whatever you want to see you have to stand at the gate oh no and wait well which is mostly if not for the the trees that are uh, that are close to the gates, you ended up you end up standing in the sun. So or maybe the rain too. Um, rain, yeah. So I decided to build something, maybe like a sit out um <clears throat> for the parents for the parents or anyone that will visit. So I ended up also extending that to because I wanted to do that at strategic places under the mango trees in the school compound. Yeah. So I ended up building two at the gate side and one ex, two extra um, within the within the school um, premises. That so that's what I did. So it's like a concrete stuff that I have to build. I yeah. got um, laborers, they, I got stones, I got cement, I got sand and everything and rod and everything to to build it. And I seriously have to. Um, even not for the help of my commandant, um, uh, Colonel Colonel Bibala, I wouldn't have <laughs> succeeded in that because I kind of built a good relationship with him, and he he really liked it, and he really like he after after the whole project, he wanted like to take me. Oh, why don't you join the military? I said no, I beg. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not like that. I beg. <laughs> mm. With all these, uh, this thing happening in the middle. Don't Boko Haram kill me happening in Nigeria. Please, 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 please. Don't me out. Yeah, I think, I think it's actually a good thing you did. And like, you know, when you say things about Nigeria, first of all, because how do you have a school that is a boarding school and you don't make provisions for people that are going to visit the children? Basically, you're not yeah. encouraging them to even visit their children because you're supposed to have some shade where they're able to sit and relax to interact with their children. Like, this is a no-brainer. This is something that they should have built while they were building the school. But like you yeah. said, with the Nigerian factor, zero planning, zero um, consideration for how to use resources that have been put in place. There's nothing like that. But let's not even dwell in all the whole Nigeria wahala. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, so- and from your story, you, you lost out an opportunity of being able to travel when you did work that should have earned you that opportunity so how did you still carry on to find your way and decide okay i'm still going to find another route to travel and still do my master's yes so after that um i tried to to still look for schools affordable schools that i can go in the in the in canada i was just focused in canada and australia i didn't even think about um um, United States or UK, yeah. but I ended up applying to one school in UK, and they gave me an admission. And they was telling me when am I arriving? Blah 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 blah. I just 
I was just like on the slow piece with them. I didn't want to like, if that's going to be the last option, then I'm going to take it. Yeah. Then, <clears throat> then when I, I decided to text, um, to get in contact with one of our neighbors that um, he traveled to the US a couple of years back. Yeah. And uh, he got his um, his medical degree, and right now he's a medical doctor in in US. He works in U. Uh, I think this city, New York. Yeah, that's where he practices. So I kind of reached out to him, and he asked me, "Oh, Ike, uh, how are you doing? Um, what are you doing now? What are you up to?" I told him, "Oh, I'm just here applying to to jobs." Meanwhile, before that, yeah. as God. I got a job in Unity as an administrator. The one they are still wanting you for. <laughs> Go for yeah. it. <laughs> so um, I um, I was working there. I didn't give up on the vision of travel. Yeah. So I know like uh, Nigeria is not really, maybe not cut out for me at that point. <laughs> yeah. So um. So he now asked me, what are you doing? I told him, oh, well, right now I'm just, I didn't, tell, I didn't tell him that I have a job right now, but I told him oh, I'm just applying, still looking to um, travel out um, and um, to get my master's anywhere that I can. It was when everything started rolling that I, uh, he was kind of advising me on how to go about it, that I told him I have a job. Yeah. So, it's kind of added to my own advantage at, at the end. So, so um, then he told me, why don't I try United States? I said, mm, no, because I don't want to. Because one thing about me is that when I put my heart in something, yeah. I put my whole being in it. Because um, that's why when I get hurt, like, it affects me most of the time. Do you understand? Yeah. So I didn't want to like put my everything in going to United States and ended and end up uh, uh, not not being granted visa or anything. Yeah. So then he told me, "Oh, why don't I try?" And this was now during COVID. We are still in COVID. Yeah. Every time. So he so told me, "Why don't I try? Maybe." Um, it will work out because right now this is like a right time for me to try. Okay, I told him, okay, let's start looking for affordable schools in the US. Then we we we, we looked around, I did my research and everything. Um, but I found a school that is affordable, but they didn't have the like the the program or the major that I wanted to go study. Then. He now told me about one school. He told me about this school that I should try. That they, they, uh, the school is good and everything good. Um, and most people that have used the school to go for their visa interview that they've gotten gotten visa with that. So I said, okay, let me try it. I ended up um applying to the school. Like everything was just going like smooth and everything. Like I said, oh, what's happening? Like I literally, whenever I get the the next um thing, the next ins instruction from the school, I just read it and understand. Okay, what I'm going to do next? Okay, yeah. 
I I I get it done before I even tell him I've done this. So, oh yeah, you are following up. Yeah, you understand. Okay, yeah, that's fine. You are you are good. You are good. So I told him, oh yeah, I was just kind of applying. I got the admission into the school. Then after that, he was so happy that I got the admission. The next hurdle now to cross is the the visa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so which is it's not it's not all about getting the admission it's all about getting visa. the visa nine be the cocoa nine be the cocoa then after that i submitted all the documents to the um, u.s embassy in nigeria and everything on that day i just dressed up it was december Yes, it was December. December. I think that's the first or 30th, I remember. Yeah, it was uh, after Christmas of yes. 2019. So I did... Was I it, it was 2020. Oh, yeah, 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 it's 2020. Yeah, yes. 2020. Yeah, 2020. So I kind of, when my cousin, when all of them came back from... from, from I have my cousin in UK. Yeah. Uh, she school in UK. When she came back, she called me. Ah, my show for house, my show for house. Where I did, I say I'm more like this. I did, I Abuja like this. So I'm trying to. You say what? What are you doing? Say um, I just have this the visa interview. I just want to follow it up to the end. I know what's gonna happen. Do you understand? Yeah. So my it was after Christmas. My my appointment date was December 2020. Um. 20, 27th of December 2020. So on that day, I just dressed up, I prayed and everything. I told my God, what if you want it to be, it will be. Do you understand? Yeah. Then I went to the on that day, I just dressed up. You know me, and I, I, I put on official wear, but I didn't I, I, I was putting on suits, but I didn't put on the jacket. Just the a shirt and tie and um black trouser and black shoes. Then after the interview, the the, the, the man didn't even ask me like any like long questions, like it was just oh what are you going to do in the US? Just simple questions like, "What are you going to do? Who is sponsoring you? What are you? What are you? What? How many months are you going to stay for your masters?" That was, that was just it. Then he gave me, "Oh, select one of these places for you to go pick up your um, your passport." I then asked him, "Oh, does that mean that I have the visa?" He told me, "Yeah." <laughs> I didn't believe him. <laughs> I didn't believe him then. Um, I went. I was. I was about to leave the embassy. Then the security man told me, "Congratulations, you have the visa." So no, he didn't give me my passport back. So yeah, you have the visa. Are you sure? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know when you when you you know we have all these restrictions like uh, you know Trump put um some yeah. ban on countries like Nigeria from coming to United States. So I didn't believe that it was going. It was ever going to work out. Then, when I actually started, when I be- started to believe that I have the visa, was when I came out and the people that you know, all these people that work in front of the embassy trying to print paper for you or you any of your documents or passports. So they, they, those when they were those guys were the people that told me, "Oh, you have the visa." I said, "What, really?" <laughs> <laughs> That was when I started calling my family and my 
my pastor and everyone, I told them, oh, I have the visa. I say, wow, I know you're going to get it. I know you're saying, no more. Then the, now the main problem now, it's all about, it's okay, it's good to have the visa. <laughs> yeah. the money, you know, every time the dollar was increasing and everything, and everything, dollar, blah, blah, blah. Even if you have the money, maybe it will not even be enough because yeah. dollar was was increasing like real crazy, like increasing every day. So I, finally, I was able to raise the funding and everything. I arrived. And I say, Omo, I even came at the worst season in the US. I came <laughs> during winter. Yeah, during the winter. I was, I was shivering like this. I said, what's it be this? <laughs> what's it be this? Like, <laughs> my, some people, they come during um, summer, during fall semester. Me, I came during winter. I said, now, wow. Even the jacket, the, the winter jackets that I had with me, they were not enough. <laughs> Then I had to like go another shopping. Yeah. Buy more thicker jackets and all those stuff that will help me keep warm. So that's what happened. So it's it's um is the journey has not been easy and I thank God that I was able to do that by myself. It's it's been is I, I thank God, yeah. Thank I God. mean, I think I think yeah, I think which is another concern a lot of people have, which is sometimes why people get um sorry, um scammed because as much as it's not the easiest thing to do, I think at the end of the day, if you if anyone looks for the information, they would find it. And personally, I, I often recommend Naira Land because when you go to Naira Land, you are going to see people giving their personal experiences of trying to travel for school or whatever. At least it gives you a perspective about what to expect if you're doing your thing. But let's not dwell so much about that. You recently finished your master's degree and congratulations on that. So how has post-study life been? <laughs> oh, more it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, you know, like um, uh, for my major, I didn't do any. I, my major was not in STEM or anything. <clears throat> but my major, um, it's in STEM when you go to some schools. Oh, really? Of course, yeah. But this school, they didn't have its understand. Is they they don't have its understand. So, you know, when you have a STEM degree, you you get like two years of postgraduate um work work visa oh is that how it works in the u.s yeah in the u.s and after that two years you can apply to extend it further for an extra one year so you can do that well i've only studied stem more (laughs) (laughs) well yeah but yeah um but me since i didn't do my major is not in stem with the school so right now i get i get to have like one year post working visa so so you that's what that's what the that status is going to keep you in the u.s to allow you to work for one year then within that one year you have to like find a job that will employ you if the if probably if which is unlikely it's really hard for you to find companies or any um companies that will even file for you so um yeah, you get to work for one year. Then after one year, if you didn't find any company that will 
file for you or retain you back. You have to, you have two options. Either you leave the country or you go back to school. If you want to further your degree, if you want to further your education, yeah. So right now, the I'm in the phase of applying to different jobs that I can right now. Yeah. But there's one that I'm just doing like voluntarily for now. Yeah. They are not paying me for. Um, I'm just doing that for the meantime until I get something better that will pay me. So because you like you need a job, job for you to like stay back for the federal government to know that so that you you will not lose your status. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the phase right now. It's not easy. Um, it's not easy because one thing we international students we face different uh, different things because first of all, if you didn't do your master your undergrad in the United States, that's like a, a disadvantage for you. Yeah. Then also also here in the United States, like if you really want to get into a company, you you if you have the means or anything, doing your study in the United States, you have to like. I don't know how it works in other countries, but I'm just speaking for here in the United States. Yeah. So you have to like if you, let's let's assume that you want to um work with Amazon, you have to do internships. Yeah, maybe. If the internship is paid or not, you have to just do it if you can if you can afford to do that. Then that would give you a kind of a, a step ahead. Yeah. If when you graduate, you contact the company and tell them, oh, you've graduated and you're looking for a job, they will be likely to call you back or they will now doing that internship will kind of put you okay, you've gotten like a work experience, experience yeah. you understand so that will also put you as an advantage when you're applying to other companies if you don't want to work with that company that you did your internship with you understand yeah, I guess so, it. but me in my case <laughs> i didn't get any of those yeah <laughs> because i was i was focused on um on work making money to fund myself and everything yeah. so because um especially if you have it's a kind of a support back home that they okay you know that your your tuition is really settled it's just for you to to make little extra uh, small extra money for you to be able to sustain yourself so if you have like a means of um of support it's advisable that like, you take that advantage and get some do some to, uh, internships or uh, even if it's volunteer because here volunteering for any establishment is really recommended because they yeah. like it when they see in your resume that you volunteer for uh, maybe um state department or maybe for any community whatever they really like that on your resume so which i did the volunteering part i volunteered for a lot of things but the thing that i didn't do is that i did i did not do any Internships. So that's kind of a huddle. But um with this with this um with this company that I'm working right now with, I believe that's gonna like put me Yes, yeah, like, for them. It's gonna give yeah. you like an edge to 
yeah so it will kind of give me an edge to apply to better companies or anything for better job opportunity yeah so yeah i think i think that's interesting i think when we we're talking about sometime you asked me if i because you know this year explained about having to find a job and then to retain your status i think here in germany when you finish your study regardless of what you studied stem or not you get um 18 months post-study visa yeah. But within that, for you, for you to get that 18 months, if you don't have a job immediately, you also have to show proof of fund because they don't yeah. want you staying in their country if you cannot prove that you can pay your way around. So, yeah. which again, where is the money supposed to come from? But let's even assume that you have the money. There's also that same concern. Okay, I have 18 months. If I don't get a job, I can go back to my country. I think yeah. to an extent it can cause some sort of anxiety, maybe fear, especially if you're studying a course that is not particularly... Um, well sought out course because like you said even though in Germany like in Germany here if you are doing engineering course if you are doing any computer related courses anything tech you kind of have an edge automatically because this is a market they have a market for it when you are doing yeah. something that is communication something that is maybe slightly different there's not much of a market so even even if you don't want to you have that kind of concern of Fear. I think we were talking about it days ago, and you asked me if if I had known about some of these hurdles, would I still have come to Germany? And I think the answer is yes. So the question I'm going to ask you right now is: To what degree are you, baby, anxious? Are you anxious in any type of way about being able to um, get a job within the timeline you have? And if you're not anxious, why do you think you're not? And why? Wh- I mean, what have you have you done anything particularly not to be anxious? And if you're anxious, how are you managing it so you don't, like, get crippled by it so you can still be level-headed while you're trying to sort yourself out? I, I, I don't know if you understand my question. Um, I don't know if I understand that properly, but I'm going to answer the best. Let me try and explain it better. So I'm asking, basically, since you know that you have a limited time to get a job, to in order to mm-hmm. retain your status, does that yeah. make you anxious? Knowing that maybe you've been trying to apply for a job but you've not gotten something yet, and yeah. if it makes you anxious, what are you doing to be able to be level-headed so you can still find a job? Okay. And then if because it's like a two question, if you also on the other hand, if you are not anxious at all, is there something you've done to like make yourself calm so you don't get anxious? That's basically the question. Yeah. So, um, you know, basically you have a timeline on, on different process. Like you have to get a job once, once your, um, your work after, okay. You have basically like after your work authorization arrives for you to work after your graduation, you have like three months for you to find a job. Then after, like, okay, it's basically 90 days. You have 90 days for you to find a job. After that mm-hmm. 90 days, you have to, okay, if they don't see on your record that you are working anywhere, you have to, like, they'll tell you to leave the country. Yeah. That's number one. Then what you can do within that 90 days is for, if you don't get the, the job job that you want, you can, you can do, you can just get a job that will be, because most of the time we look for job that you you want to get paid right yeah and you can um so that you can be able to pay for your rent and to able to um survive and feed yourself so basically the only thing that you can do at that point if you haven't gotten a job you can also volunteer to um work in any company 
that is related to your major because that's the most important thing for you because I, I, the 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 clause that comes with your work authorization is that you have to get a job in your major. Do you understand? Yeah. Even just anyhow job, you can go. You can go work as a pizza pot and just make your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the most important, the, the, that's the difficult part of it. You have to get a job that's related to your major. That's the most difficult part of it. But the thing that you can do to be able to to get that timeline off your back is that you can you can meet any company and tell them oh oh I can volunteer if they if they don't even have an internship or if they don't even have a job opening available for them so that in that way you can tell the United States government that okay you're doing this that is related to your major so right now that's what I've gotten I've um I am I'm, I'm I'm kind of um is on paid position yeah for for the company that I'm working right now what I do is that because I got my masters in um in public policy yeah so um I'm I'm reviewing contracts for the company and it's an IT company yeah. I'm contract for the company and try to draft pers- um best possible um way of any the the, what the client wants for the company, do you understand? And draft out the best possible way for the uh, for the work to be done, do you understand? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. So, so it's kind is of, is my job right now, and um, until I get something, at that way, it's it's removed the anxiety and everything away from me. And on I, uh, and I've told the United the government that I'm, that's where I'm working. Do you understand? Then. If if I maybe get a bit a paid uh, position in the future, I have to also let them know. Yeah, the status has changed too. Yeah, status has changed. Yeah, so so until I elapse my one year working authorization, which is going to end by next year. So <laughs> so, so for now you are in the clear. Yeah, yeah. For now, I'm in the clear. Yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I can I can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, doing my own case because, but then I think it's for me. I worry about everything. So my main concern basically is just getting that post study visa. I think once I'm I've gotten it, I think I'll be a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. However, it's also the fact that I'm also beginning becoming more aware of the challenges or the hurdles that is related to me getting a job here because. For a communication field, you are going to get a job, you need to have a very high level of German proficiency. So mm-hmm. basically working around to ensure I improve my German proficiency enough within the time that I have, just so that I can get a job that is linked to what I study. Because here also you have to get a job that is related to what you've studied in order to remain in the country. But having yeah. said that, let's talk about job search. <laughs> based on your experience now I mean you searched for a job in Nigeria before you got the one you got so based on your experience searching for jobs in Nigeria and then searching for jobs in the US what's like what are the this, like, so what are the differences or similarities and can you like make a comparison between the both um, one thing I would say looking for a job in, the, in Nigeria and here in the United States is a little bit different because um and somehow kind of related because you know some some companies in Nigeria will have we demand you to have an experience maybe five years of experience 
Yeah, even when you are starting, even when it's an entry level. <laughs> so, and also, that's typically the same thing here because most of the jobs that you apply for, they might be looking for uh, someone in that has three years of experience yeah. and uh, maybe five years of experience in that field. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's really difficult for you to um, to to get into the country, to that company. But one thing that is different that you can do here, that is not, that you can do in, 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 in Nigeria, that is not obtainable in Nigeria is that, okay, these people, they have a kind of a system whereby even the company is on LinkedIn and all those um, social media platforms. Okay, what one thing that um, my school, they've taught, um, they try to teach the students is how to network. Do you understand? Yeah. And they have a lot of like uh, summits that when you attend some of those summits, maybe business summits or any um, any summit that you can go that is related. If you if you if you have an interest in going into the business field, yeah, they have a lot of um, business summits. And if you're interested in, um, in going into maybe government field or anything, they have like a kind of a, um, a, a kind of a programs that you can go. You meet a lot of people, you network, you talk to them, you tell them, you tell them about your interests and everything. That is one thing we lack in Nigeria because we don't have that platform whereby uh, we have um, um, a summit that you have the likes of Dangote there in the summit, the likes of um, um, Otedelo in the summit, the yeah. likes of um, um, the, the CEO of Globacom. That, that's, but, but in these business summits, when you attend the business summits, you have to like, you, you, you have to be ready and um, you know who you are going to talk to and who you are going to meet. You have your resume at hand. Do you understand? Yeah. As a, so that you can, when they ask you, oh, send me your resume, send it right away. Do you understand? And that is one thing we don't have in Nigeria. So here we've, we've, I've been to some um, one or two business summits. So there you have like network of different people in different fields. Yeah. But really, um, if you if you are really focused on getting something, you might get something out of there. And also, back to the LinkedIn and social media page that I, I said earlier. So when you apply to a job, most jobs is there on LinkedIn. When you apply, you go to their LinkedIn page. You try to, you go to the um people that work there, friends or anything, connections. You yeah. see people that work in that um in that same company that went to the same school with you. Do you understand? Yeah. And one thing they've tried to tell us is that okay, you try and um you try and f- be friends with them, chat yeah, them up. Yeah, try to pick up with a similar conversation that you can pick up with. Maybe you guys went to the same school. What you try to pick up conversation before you you let the person know what your what your aim, what the reason why you are chatting him up. Yeah. You understand? So it's, it's like a good way to network too for you to get that position that you want. You understand? Yeah, I but <laughs> but for us in being international, because it's not all about um. 
it's all it's not all about um trying to get a job with any company because the thing you should be aiming for is a company that will like you and uh and also like file for you do you understand because yeah. that's that's the aim because you don't just want to go work for a random company after a year or two years of uh, even if you have stem opt even if you have stem after a year or two you just have to like what's next you have to like keep that on it's it's like a, a kind of a um a migraine that wouldn't go out until you until you settle the migraine you understand yeah. you you have that at the back of your mind oh what am I doing next after two years? What am I doing next after one year of working with this company? Do you understand? So yeah. you end up maybe going back to school or going back home. Yeah, so also, most of the time it's really hard for for internationals to really find a company because I've been to those those business summits and everything. It's really hard for you to because I didn't see any company that was willing and was able to um to file for you. Do you understand? Yeah, I guess. But, but and also my major is highly demanded major if you if you're a citizen. That's the hurdle right there. But once you have that um once you have that settled and everything you become a citizen and everything, oh that's like a six figures of six figure job that you can have that that's a good job yeah i think i, I get it so because i think to uh, here in in germany too they do a lot of those um career events where you're so organized by the school obviously or maybe organizations that partner with the school where you're able to interact with um mm-hmm. future employers and maybe business people and all of that and i think it helps in the job search I think yeah. that she spent quite a lot of time on this conversation. So let's kind of hurry. So I'm going to also ask you to like tell one or two crazy experience looking for a job. Before you start, I'm going to give an example. Like I think I was telling you once when I did an interview and I got I got an email asking me to schedule a meeting and I told them I was available only for them to say they were called, only for me to go join the meeting and they're telling me that they're actually calling me to give me a f- feedback, which is a negative feedback. And I'm like, why would you call me to give me that? Why would you even ask me to schedule a meeting, you know, to receive negative <laughs> feedback? You could have just sent me, like, that meeting, that email you sent me to say schedule a meeting could have just been... No, here in the United States, all you, they would just have to send you an email. Oh, sorry, we've moved You get... Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I've done an interview with them. Okay, I've done an interview. I've done an interview. Now that you think I'm not suitable, write me an email. But they asked me to share. They actually reached out to confirm my availability. We mm. should do the meeting. I joined in. And it's like, okay, so you did an interview for XYZ position. I'm like, yes. So after mm. talk with blah, 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 we said that we're not going to continue. I'm like, but is that why we are having this meeting? <laughs> like, I would not forget that. Because I'm like, no, you don't do things like that. So I'm going to ask you, what's the craziest, funniest, maybe most annoying thing like you have experienced in terms of your job search? Yeah, I would I would I would think is the uh, the rejection um, emails that I've received every time, like oh, um, we've moved different direction, or you we've yeah that that that's that's most yeah yeah that's the ones that I've gotten lately. So. They tell you move different direction and blah 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 blah. So it's been like a hell. It's it's been difficult for you to even 
get any job. I was even lucky to get this one I'm working with. So it's yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, it's something. Yeah, even though it's not really paying, but hopefully we get something that pays. So I think yeah. um, before, let's quickly conclude now. Given your experience so far in the United States, what would mm-hmm. you, um, what advice would you give someone that is planning to move to years for studies? Okay, I w- I would say um, when you arrive in the United States, like we Africans, we have like like um, this when you have the funding and everything that you you are coming to the United States to study. Because we Africans, we have this mentality that oh, I'm here just to school, 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 go to school, carry face. You understand? <laughs> so I would advise that person to um try to network because that's the most important thing because uh if you look at the some of the some africans here in the united states they they live in a kind of a what would you call it um i don't i don't remember the word right now but they don't go out of their shell and try to um mingle or network with the americans you understand yeah. So you ha- you you have to network and know what's what's out there, and also how you can start building your um building yourself uh, for you to also get rooted in the country. Do you understand? Yeah. So important that you also you go to school, you go to work, then try and find a balance for you to also socialize. Do you understand? Yeah, I think that makes sense. You don't even know. Because the kind of people I've seen so far, like, you don't even know, like, someone next to you has a connection to maybe the governor or maybe the um, a congressman. Do you understand? Yeah. So a lot of people, like, you can literally meet them at ease. Like, you you meet somebody and you get connected instantly. Do you understand? And once they like you, one thing about these people, if they like you, they like you. If they hate you, they hate you. Do you understand? So... I would say just network, meet people, connect, make friends, and know what's up. Don't get into the American life because you get carried away. <laughs> you get too excited, yeah. Just know your game and know what you are here for. Like, yeah, yeah, that's all I have to say. All right, I think that's that. I hope someone finds it very helpful. Thank you very much for this conversation. Even though I think there are a few things I would have wanted us to discuss, but also let's not take so much time. So thank you for yeah. joining. Maybe we can do another episode to talk about something more, maybe light-hearted. Yeah. All right. So thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Jackma Podcast. Once again, I hope that you've learned something new, something interesting, and most important that you find this episode useful. And if you're joining for the first time, thank you for joining. And I hope you Check out the previous episodes and maybe the next one. If you've been listening, I appreciate you. And I encourage you to follow the podcast on your preferred podcast streaming platform. Subscribe, like, leave a comment where you can. And most importantly, share with your loved ones or anybody who might be interested in the topics. Do enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.